Paul tells us in uh, the second reading that there is no greater name on earth than the name of Jesus. I I don't know if you know this, but Jesus comes from the Hebrew Yeshua. And Yeshua translates to Joshua, which is my name. (laughs) Which means that I have the greatest name on the earth. I think we fail to understand the power of the name of Jesus. Jesus' name is just used so carelessly in our society. But the church uses it in many different ways. And I want to talk about two. The first one is using it to fight temptation and the devil himself. And the second way is using Jesus' name to heal through prayer. So the first is... To fight the enemy. I want to read you this. This is from the rite of exorcism. I cast you out unclean spirit. Along with every satanic power of the enemy. And every demon from hell. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be gone and stay far from this beloved child of God. For it is Jesus who commands you. He who flung you headlong from the heights of heaven. Into the depths of hell. Listen therefore and tremble and fear Satan. When we invoke the holy and glorious name of Jesus, the name, I love this part, which causes all hell to tremble. That's some serious language. Serious language. That the devil trembles at the name of Jesus. I, I don't think people think this way. I was, when I was in Africa, I was uh, with a man, his name was Father Lawrence Nyanga, and we kind of traveled all over with this guy. And he was given the faculties of exorcism. So every once in a while, we would, he would perform an exorcism on somebody. And I remember one time he was performing this exorcism on this woman. And we were outside, and there was a whole group of people, and they were praying. And all of a sudden, this guy comes running at, like, top speed. He's screaming and, like, growling. I've never heard sounds like this. And he is coming directly at us. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. And all of a sudden he just turns and points and he says, in the name of Jesus, stop. And I'm telling you, this guy went from a dead sprint to prostrate on the ground, just laying. That's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. I don't tell you these stories to scare you. I tell them so you understand the power of this name and you begin to use it. You invoke it when you're being tempted. I don't think you're going to run into Satanists. Maybe you will, I don't know. But if Jesus can stop a man dead in his tracks just by using the name, we should use it when we're tempted. Second, I don't know if you've ever heard Jesse Romero. <clears throat> He's a, a big Catholic speaker. He's on EWTN. Anyway, he tells this story when he was a rookie cop, he was like 21 years old, and he was in the, he was assigned to the mentally ill unit in Southwest Los Angeles Maximum Security Prison. This is the worst of the worst. Bad, bad dudes. And he, every, to give you an idea, every 15 minutes they had to do rounds, which they called suicide watch. They were trying to make sure that these guys don't kill themselves. Do you have an idea of the level of people that were in this area? I don't know if you remember him, but in the 1980s, there was a man named Ramirez the Night Stalker. 
He was a serial killer out in California. He was in this ward. They, Jesse met him. And he said, he said, as I was looking at all these guys, he's like, they were so messed up. And he said, I, I was just curious how they got in here, what happened. So the, the, the head, you know, the, what do they call those guys? The, head of the, the warden. The warden said, just read the police reports, read the psyche bells. So he's reading through all of them. He said that over 50% of the men in that unit were documented as saying someone told them to do the horrific acts that they did. So he got curious and he went up and he was talking to these guys. He's like, like somebody told you, somebody made you do this, like another human? And they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. A voice told me to do it. He's like, what kind of voice? Like a voice you can hear? He said, a voice told me to do it. So then he's like, okay, now I'm a little freaked out. But then he's like, let's be honest, this is the mentally ill unit, so all these guys have schizophrenia. Hearing voices. <clears throat> so he was at church and he heard this, he heard from the scriptures, St. Paul says, only by the Holy Spirit can one say Jesus is Lord. So he's like, huh, test this out. So he goes back and he says to the guys in this cell block, he said, listen, they get the worst food, the worst treatment. He said, I will sneak anything you want to eat from the kitchen if you do one thing. And they're like, what? Anything. We'll do it. Tell us. And he said, all you have to do is say, Jesus is Lord. He said, these guys tried so hard, but they couldn't say it. Their mouths, he said, their mouths literally locked. Some got sick, vomited as they tried to say the words. Others, like, he said it looked like they were losing their breath. They started changing shades of color in their face. And he said it was at that moment that I realized, this is real. The devil is real. Hell is real. And Jesus is real. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but when I was in Rome, I was on the bus one time, and I was a seminarian. I was wearing my blacks, you know. And I had my hand, I was holding on to the, the bar, and I had my other hand in my pocket praying my rosary. And we stopped at this stop, and this lady got on. And if you ever wanted to, like, what a witch looks like, this lady looked like a witch. <laughs> and she, like, she, she, she immediately locked eyes with me, and she started laughing, like, this cackle laugh, so loud on the bus. And the whole time she's laughing, she's doing this. She's pointing at my collar. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, all right, you want to throw down? Let's throw down, you know? <laughs> I'm kind of an idiot. I'm a dumb seminarian. I have no power of the priesthood. And I'm sitting there and I got my hand, so I start praying out loud. The Hail Mary, you know, and she stops, she stops laughing. And then I start praying it in Latin. And then she starts yelling and screaming at me. And then I just ended up by just saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and she freaked and started like pounding on the door to the point where the bus driver just had to pull the bus over and open and she just took off screaming down the alley. That's power. It's not what I was doing, it was what he was doing. The devil hates that name. The best part of this story, I'm sitting there, and everybody's staring at me afterwards, you know? And I look down, this little, little Italian nonna, the little grandma, 
she has a bag over her, you know, and she takes, <laughs> she pulls out from underneath the bag her rosary beads, and she like shakes her head. <laughs> I got you back, Father. Again, though, all hell trembles at this name. How often do you say it? How often do you invoke it? I just don't think we do it near enough. Same nation of Loyola said, if we call on the name of Jesus during moments of temptation, this will cause the devil to weaken. And he will eventually leave. Why? Because he hates the name. He also warns us, if a person who is being tempted neglects to call out to Christ and begins to fear and lose heart, he says in reference to the devil, there is no beast on the face of this planet that is more fierce than the devil when he is allowed to carry out destruction on human souls. No more fierce beast on the planet. He hates you. But he has no power over you. If you stay connected to him. You go at him alone, good luck. He'll beat you down time and time again. So that's number one. Number two, Jesus also, the name has the power to heal. In the Acts of the Apostles, Peter comes to the man outside the gate and he says to him, I have neither silver nor gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And the man gets up and walks. Now I think if you ask the bulk of people, you'd say, hey, is it, do you think healing still happen? I think most people would be like, ah, I mean, they happen in the Bible. I don't, I don't really hear about it. Of course you don't hear about it. It doesn't make Fox News. It doesn't make CNN. The news cycles have that great line, right? If it bleeds, it leads. The worse the news, the better. Now, you don't hear about all the cures, but there are thousands and thousands. Father Brian Gross, Watford City, priest of our diocese. He took his sabbatical and he went to Detroit to work with these healing ministry. These people literally go up onto the street and they talk to people. Do you know Jesus? Can I pray with you? Can I pray for something to be healed? He said the two, he told me a lot of stories, but the two ones that I want to tell you, the first one, lady was completely deaf, 70 years old, she'd been deaf. They prayed over her. Jesus, heal her deafness. And they kept praying, and all of a sudden she said, I can hear. And they're like, really? She's like, yes. So Father Brian comes over and he's like, have you... You've been deaf? Yes. Asked her friends, deaf? Yes. You can hear? Yes. So he said, all right, let's test this out. So he gets about 15 feet away from her, covers his mouth so she can't read his lips, and says very quietly, if you can hear me, I want you to repeat these words. Jesus, thank you for curing my deafness. And she yells at the top of her lungs, Jesus, thank you for curing my deafness. You don't hear about that. He's alive and well, just as he was 2,000 years ago. Second story, woman, seven months into her pregnancy. Doctors have been with her the whole time. They said, this baby is not going to make it. It will die. None of the organs are developing. The baby itself is not developing. At seven months, she said it stopped moving. And as she was on her way to Indianapolis to have a stillborn baby, she went into this little prayer meeting and they prayed over her. And they said, Jesus, please, if it's your will, let this baby live. Boom. Baby kicked. 
She went down to the doctor. The doctors did the ultrasound, expecting a stillborn. Baby was completely healthy. Every organ developed. Now, you can sit back and you say, well, why doesn't Jesus do that for everybody? Why didn't Jesus even do that for me? I don't know. I don't. But I do know this. He does do it. He can do it. But I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm afraid to go up to somebody with crutches and say, hey, can I pray over you? Why? I don't know. Maybe I lack the faith. Maybe I think that he's just not going to do it. He hasn't done it before. Why would he do it now? Here's the, what do we have to lose? My new one is this. I go up to somebody and I say, if I'm going to pray for them, I say, Jesus, if there's a healing, let it happen so that they'll believe. So they'll believe. Because that's why he healed originally. Not for show, for belief, for faith. I want to give you just one prayer. Because you know these stories I just told you about the baby, about the, the people praying over these people were not seasoned veterans. They were just people that believed. Any one of you can do this. You don't have to be a priest. Any one of you can do it. The words I want to give you are simply this. Jesus, I trust in you. That prayer should echo from your lips a thousand times a day. When you're scared, Jesus, I trust in you. When you have anxiety, Jesus, I trust in you. When you're sick, Jesus, I trust in you. When you lost your job, Jesus, I trust in you. Whatever. I remember one of the most beautiful moments of my priesthood is I went to anoint a man when I was two weeks ordained. And he was in his hospital bed. His wife was at his side. He was dying. And he could barely breathe. And every time he would breathe, he would breathe deep. And as he would exhale, he would just say, Jesus. Jesus. Till he died. May that be us. Any one of you. Not only can fight the enemy, but can heal. Jesus, may we never take your name for granted. And as the world uses it in vain, may we use it in faith and in power.